You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I, I feel like every if we started everyone with like a good morning. It'd be, be fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, it would yeah, be but, awesome. But we know that most guys and listen to this all the, uh, throughout the day, so, you know. Good afternoon. Good whatever time of day it is, everyone. Welcome. The drive could be horrible. could be great. could be sunny. could be rainy. We don't know. Or someone sitting on the toilet listening That's to us. That's what I love about podcasts. Yeah. That's what I love about So, um, my son and I, uh, we moved into the new house. It's fantastic. Um, we still have boxes everywhere. It's it's great. Uh, but the, the one room that we... Uh, boxing. <laughs> boxing. Love Jim Gaffigan. Um, no, that's Brian Regan. Brian Regan. And uh, so, but the one room that we do have set up, and I call it a room, is our back patio. Because even though it's it's there, it's I mean, it's it's our room, and, and we got it dialed in. Yeah. And my son and I, he loves to sit out there with me and just talk and chit chat. Yeah. So the other day we we're sitting out there, and he he comes to me and he goes, um, "Dad, I got a question." I was like, "Okay, what?" And at this point, he's 12 years old, so the question could be literally anything under the sun. It could be <laughs> about a video game. It could be about puberty. Yeah. It could be about Everything, yeah. anything. Yeah. He goes, hey, Dad, um, I know I'm supposed to read the Bible. I was like, oh, okay, good. That message this got is through. Working. Fantastic. He goes, but it's really boring. Like, what am I supposed to do when I read the Bible? Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, my spirit was absolutely overwhelmingly convicted of like, holy crap. Our messaging as a church, my messaging as a, as a dad yeah. has been absolutely inadequate because he's gotten the message, read the Bible. But I've prepared him and given him no tools yeah. on how to read the Bible. And unfortunately, my wife and I are really good at like doing devotion books. Well, we have a lot of devotion books. We aren't <laughs> always good at doing devotions, yeah. which are, are fine. But normally it's like a little scripture verse and then someone tells their story. Yeah. And so it, it's great. It's story driven, but it's not, again, getting into just the word of God. And I highly value the word of God. And I think you do, too. Absolutely. Like it is the source of our faith. It is the source of our understanding of who God is yeah. and our reality. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm sitting there realizing, oh, holy smokes. He wants to read the Bible, but I've given him no tools on how to read the Bible. Yeah. And so, I, I don't That's know, cool. what about you and your experience with your kids? Yeah, you know, it's funny. You do good for a period of time, and then life life happens. You know, you're yes. like, because you have this idea that, like, we're all going to sit down at night, and we're going <laughs> to spend time in the Word. The angels will sing. And, and as you're sitting there fighting with your kids about getting off of, so, you know, my kids don't have social media, but, I mean, getting off of Reddit or whatever they read or whatever, all that kind of stuff, all those online sites where they're scrolling through mindless stuff or looking at videos. I mean, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. It's Dude, YouTube hard. is killing. It they don't is. watch TV anymore. They watch YouTube. They don't. It's and crazy. It's almost sad. Like the Even the idea of sitting together in the same room and doing one thing is, is almost an impossible task because even in the same room, they're all on their phone watching something else. Right. And I'm like, wait, put that away. You guys wanted to watch this movie. And it's like, so even that concept was like, Wow. So now we're trying to see what do we do in these teen and preteen years that, that cause them to go, okay, we're just going to stop, put down your phones, we're going to sit down and read for a while without it going, oh. Right. And, and I know this ability is like, well, you set the muscle through it. I'm like, I understand that, but there's got to be more to that than just shut up and listen to me. Right. There's got to be a way, which we, just like you said, our kids do want to read. They want to they, they see the excitement, but they just, 
it's boring to them. Right, right. And so. I think part of it is, like, just even our language within the church. We talk about Bible stories. We talk yeah, about Bible yeah, yeah. stories. We talk about Bible stories. Read the Bible story. It's a great Bible story. Come up for children's message. Bible stories. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. the cute story of Noah and the ark. Right, and we present it as, 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 no, it's not. Like, humanity dies. Exactly. It was a gruesome death of drowning. Exactly. And we're like, it's beautiful with all the but little But you always two see those, those, those little <laughs> pictures of, like, the giraffe head and, like, the elephant, and they're all smiling on the boat. And they're, no, they, they weren't afraid at all as this <laughs> giant storm was happening around them. And, I know. And, you know. Gosh. But anyways... So even the language story, you know, and I think unfortunately, like, again, reflecting through my, my son's eyes, I set it up as, hey, this is a story. Yeah. That means there's going to be uh, some characters, some character development. You're going to see some ebbs and flows. You're going to have a climax somewhere in the story and yeah. resolution at the end. And then, boom, it's a story. It's done. It's like every other book. Yeah. Bible's not like that. Not at all. Much more of a history document. Yeah, like an account. It's an account. Yeah. That might be the better language for us to start to use. It's like, hey. Let's, this is the Bible account of yeah. what happened, right? Yeah. And it's a snapshot, and it's very two-dimensional for the most part. You don't, you know, the scripture doesn't talk about internal, like, dialogue that the disciples are having as these things yeah. are taking place. It's, it's only like when the disciples go, uh, Jesus, that's going to take like three months worth of uh, um, yeah. a salary to uh, feed these people. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, well, let me get what... Give me what you got. I'm going to pray to the Father, and he'll do what he does. Yes, yes. You know, and but that's still very two-dimensional, and it's very short. And so, you know, I, I've been wrestling with, how do I train my kids to read the Bible for themselves? Yeah. Right? Because ultimately, it's like, um, I was thinking about this on the drive over, actually. Uh, uh, if, if my 12-year-old son, and I still had to feed him the way I did when he was a kid, Right, <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, Jacobs, here's the train. Open up the tunnel, spaghetti. Yay! Yeah. I would be a failure as a parent. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah, you've not allowed them to feed themselves. Right, but huh. we in the church, again, holding up the mirror a little bit, we don't seem to have a problem being the feeders of God's people. Yeah. And being the only source of feeding instead of saying, no, 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 no. My job is to educate and equip you so that you could feed yourself. Yeah. Um, and uh, with the Bible accounts and, and to get the life that's there, because there is so much life in Scripture. Absolutely. Know? And so that that's kind of the, the impetus of this conversation is like, how do we as dads in a very busy world start to control um, the things that we can control and train our kids to read the scriptures for um, growth and so that they would be able to feed themselves with the word of God, not always rely on the pastor on Sunday morning or the clever devotion book that just came out that's following someone else who's followed God, but teach them what it looks like to follow God themselves. Yeah, I, you know, even... Seeing that, I, I feel like in myself, for me, you know, even as I'm kind of forcing, well, well I'll use the word force, and it's forcing my kids to spend time in God's word, well, creating a culture that says, well, the, you know, the word doesn't return void, and it won't, like, but if I cram it down their throat, you right. know, um, like, my wife hated eggs for the longest time, because when she was a kid, that's all she ate was eggs. She's like, I don't want to eat eggs anymore. Really? Yeah, I mean, she's fine now, and so we, you know, we, we eat <laughs> eggs, and... She she she's made it through the she's, trauma she's of She's overcome eggs. her egg phobia. Yes, and so so. But I she's mean, fine now. She she does deviled eggs and everything she, else. Yeah, she's deviled eggs. Eggs yeah. of Satan. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> but but so so at this point, I'm going, man. I 
I understand that I don't want to return, that I don't, that it's not going to return void. Right. But there's got to be more ways that are palatable that God did not just say, do this, because eventually it becomes check it off the box. Just like we do sometimes. Okay, I spent time in the word. I'm okay. Even though we, we fight that, it's the enemy going, you're okay now. You spent a little time in the word today. Right. And I don't want my kids to get there. So I think the first challenge to me is, is it alive to me? Is it Ooh. alive to me? It, am I the one who is looking at it not as a, as a oh, this is a tool for my growth, but I want it, which, which is good, but it's beyond that. It's this idea of, am it's I understanding? It's a love letter. Yes. It's a tool for growth. Yeah. It's informative. It's inspiring. It's crushing. It's damning. It's all of those things. Yeah. And you don't know it's where- It's frustrating. <laughs> it is frustrating. You know? And you don't know where you're going to end when you're there. And so it is easy. Again, I, I go back to, um, and I'm not, I'm not throwing my wife under the bus. One of her routines is because she's a very busy mom. She has a full-time job as a teacher. She has four kids. And, and she desperately wants to grow in following Jesus, which yeah, is yeah. awesome. Um, but she laments sometimes that her growth comes through listening to podcasts mm-hmm. like this. Um, hey, Tara, if you're out there. Um, or <laughs> watching videos of sermons. Yeah. Right? Which is, it, there's nothing wrong, yeah, nothing with, wrong that with that at all. Right? Not at all. But it goes back to the story of Abraham and Lot, the way that I look at it. Okay. Abraham was called by God. He had an intimate relationship with God. He followed God. Mm-hmm. Who did Lot follow? Himself. He followed himself and Abraham. Yeah. He never established that relationship with God. So when all of a sudden Lot now has a chance to go into the culture, go into the world, no longer be under the protection of Abraham because they realized it wasn't working. Yeah. Like every family hits. Yeah. And he's like, Lot, you go to the, you choose. You go right or left, and I'll go the other direction. Yeah. And Lot said, I'm going to go right. And he goes to Sodom and Gomorrah. He gets engulfed in that world and into that culture, and Abraham yeah. has to come and follow. And I think there's some wisdom in that of saying, be careful of establishing a system where people follow you yeah. as you follow God, rather than training and equipping people to follow God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and that's my heart for my kids of, like, how do I train them to follow God? So. So after thinking about and talking to my wife and and, and everything else, what we realized is we have to keep it as stupid simple. Yeah, absolutely. Life is too complicated. And if this is going to be a pattern that that can be repeated um, day after day, week after week, year after year, and then you forget about it for two years and then you get back into it. What's the simple things that we can do? Like brushing your teeth, right? We teach our kids to brush their teeth. They don't want to brush their teeth. We're continually asking them if they brush their teeth because I don't want to pay for false teeth at age 16. <laughs> and God knows their breath can stink at this oh, age. Man. Um, Pretty much just teenagers smell. Right. So what do you do? You simplify and say, okay, brush your teeth and sing the song, Happy Birthday. When you're done with the song, sing it again. When you're done with the song a second time, you've brushed your teeth. Mm. If you haven't sang that song twice, you have not technically brushed your teeth. You may have touched the toothbrush to your teeth, yeah. but there's still a lot of filth, gunk, and there's popcorn stuck in the front tooth that I see from yesterday. And I know that you just turned the faucet on and shut the door. <laughs> right. I don't know why you just don't brush your teeth. <laughs> right. What is wrong right. with you? <laughs> why are you so against us? So w- keeping it simple, keeping it as, as, as yeah. uh, repeatable as possible. So we kind of boiled it down and we said, okay. If you're going to read the Bible, um, realize it's an account. And if it's an account that God has purpose behind the Word of God, right? Yeah. The purpose of the Word of God is to tell us a few things. One, who He is, 
right? And so that's the first question. When you read a section of scripture, and don't read like a full chapter because there's too much information often in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read a little bit, like maybe a paragraph or two, and wrestle with that first question. What does this tell me about God? What does this teach me about him, his character, who he is, his actions in the world, his actions with humanity, his actions with sin? What does this teach me about who God is? That's the yeah. first question. Yeah. The second question that we came up with was, well, what does this scripture reveal to me about myself or humanity as a whole. Yeah. Right? And if you ask those two questions, then it comes to the third question that says, is there a call to action? Mm. Like in your spirit, is there some sort of call to action? Because we believe the word of God is living and active. Like you said at the beginning, it doesn't return to you void. It doesn't return to God void. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. Absolutely. The challenge is, are we allowing it, the fruit, uh, the, the fertile soil to do what it needs to do. So we started um, a few weeks ago just saying, throwing them out in a text message. Here's a little section of scripture. Read through it. It's summertime, so they got tons of time during correct, the day. Correct, correct. Read through it. Po- process through those three questions. Write out some thoughts, and then we'll talk about it at dinner. That's awesome. Right? I love now, it. We haven't been as, as faithful or as disciplined with it every single day, but the kids are starting to get it. Yeah. And so we start off the conversation at dinner time. It's like, okay, what are the three questions? Because, again, at the end of the day, I want them to know those three questions because when they're 18, 19, 20, they're in college and they decide to pick up the Bible because they haven't read it for three weeks. And they've yeah. been reading psychology, sociology, and they've, they've gotten all that. I want them to have some sort of like, okay, I'm coming to the Bible. With, oh, yeah, what are the three questions? And they'll know them. So we quiz Absolutely. them at the beginning of di- di- dinner. What are the three questions? They kind of get them. They're starting to put them into their own language, which I think is success because yeah. that means they're owning the question so that they can understand it. And then we talk about, okay, what does it teach us about God? Absolutely. What does it? Um, and it has been, um, it, 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 it's been fun to see my son transition from reading a boring account, like it's an um, encyclopedia, a little snapshot, to all of a sudden starting to wrestle with like, oh my gosh, yeah, this whole book has to do with me. Yeah. And this whole book has to do more importantly with Jesus and yeah. his, his, his life with me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. It, it, you were starting to see some faith come alive in him that it, it wasn't before, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I think about that and, and you know the parents are like, how do I do this? I, I, you control what you can control. You Correct. know, I mean like, you know, we're, we're right now in the swing of sports season and, you know, games and practices and band practices and school homework and when, when and how much, well, I would say, I would say, you know, you know, it's like, it's like when you, uh, when you try to, you try to eat healthy and there's certain times you just cut it out. You're like, I'm done. <laughs> but then I've heard other people say, you know what your best thing to do? Like if you eat a sandwich with chips, you know what you do? You change the, you change the chips to some, some broccoli. And then the next Ugh. day you, well, and, and you start to work through that. And then, you know, so, so, so you can kind of slowly it's transition yourself. It's one degree it's that one you degree. always talk about. Exactly. And so, so I think, I think right now I'm not beating yourself up with, okay, every night I got to come up with a verse so that tomorrow, like I would say you could even start it with once a week right? and create a hunger in your kids that go, this actually is life giving and right. everything else is stealing my life. This is trying to give me life. And you, you can do it like that. And I think begin to make it a rhythm in your life that's not just, okay, tomorrow we're doing nothing. We're just becoming vegans. And we're not going to eat meat ever again. You're like, I just want steak. And so, so but if we could say, hey, we're going to try one day. Hey, didn't you guys feel better when you did that? Hey, isn't that cool? And so giving these simple tools of, hey, guys, you know, it's Sunday evening. We, we don't have much going on. But, you know, 
I'm going to text this to you on Saturday or, you know, or we're going to talk about it Saturday or we're going to talk about it Sunday morning. Right. And we're just going to we're going to have that dinner. If you do a family dinner, you know, once a week, because I know sometimes it's just so crazy that. Yeah. Sometimes it's dinner in the car. Oh, yeah. And, and th- this can still happen in the car. But finding in your rhythm where you can control this to say, God has God, I'm going to give you this, the, the authority in my kid's life right now to to do this. Right. So we're going to stop, whether it's once a week, once a day, whatever that, that may look like. Right. And choosing that time for yourself. And, and, and the old adage is, and, and my wife knows this well, and I think a lot of us do, if you really want to know and understand something, force yourself to try and teach it to someone else. Mm. And what happens is as we're as we're engaging in this process with our kids, all of a sudden we're realizing we got to come to the table with something. And so our yeah. own personal devotion life and our own personal Bible study life starts to take on a new meaning and new life because we're realizing, holy smokes, I want these kids to go beyond just like Jesus loves me. Correct. He does. Yeah. 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 But the story of Noah is is dark. It is. You know, like all these people that mocked Noah for building this boat in the middle of a desert and like, who are you, you fool? All of a sudden the rain starts and it doesn't stop and the door is shut and who, where do you think they all run? They tried knocking on those doors. Right. And so Noah's sitting there and he's been faithful to God and now all these people that were mocking him and mocking God are looking for rescue and there's nothing he can do. Yeah. That's a hard, like that's, it's pretty crazy. Right. Absolutely. And so to, to allow our kids to wrestle through that reality is important, I think, because it teaches us something about God. He yeah. is faithful. Yeah. But there is a time, there is a moment when the jig is up, you know, and for us, we know it's a death. Yeah. But for them, it was a rainstorm. And, but he is still sovereign and he is still the one who rescues. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And I think don't don't overthink it. You know enough. If you're if you're a follower of Jesus, you know enough. If you're, you know, you know, if you've just started your walk with the Lord, then start where you are. Start in that journey of whatever it is. Look up the book of John or look up, look up these stories and look them up online. Hey, where is the story of Noah's Ark in the Bible? Where is the story of Abraham and, you know, and, 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 and Isaac in the Bible? And just don't, don't be afraid to research that stuff. You don't have to know it outright, but then kind of say, Hey guys, we're going to talk about these few verses today. What does this mean? And so don't feel like you have to know it all right now. So some very practical tips for us as we go through. Number one is this. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. There's free Bible apps. Yes, there um, are. And uh, I would go to, if you want to do something online, Gateway Bible is a great app. There's tons of versions, like different um, like uh, translations of the same word. I would say if you don't have a Bible, Info at Known Legacy, we'll mail you a Bible. Absolutely. We will mail you a Bible if you don't have one. Right. So um, I had a great conversation three, four years ago. A new family started coming to our church. They were unchurched. They, they didn't know. They wanted to get into the Bible. They went to the store to buy a Bible, and they realized, well, what, what Bible do we buy? What do we buy? Right. I would suggest, so um, real quick, go, go, going nerdy, um, the Bible was written originally in Hebrew and Greek. These are two languages. So that, start there. Right. No, no I'm just kidding. Not. I'm just kidding. Um, but for our English language, translators have a very difficult task they have to either translate it word for word which is very unreadable in our english language right but it may be highly accurate yeah 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 or they translate it for readability right yeah and so that's where the spectrum of those different translations come in some are more accurate and they're all accurate but some are more readable 
And I would suggest getting a, a version that's a little bit more readable yeah. as you're entering into this. And then as you get to, into that story, you can look at an ESV, which is accurate, but very difficult to read sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So I would say with the standard... ESV meaning English Standard Version. Yes, English Standard Version. So I would I would suggest if you want a Bible that, that just for you to read and to get to know this love story that Jesus has for us, yeah. I would stay with NIV, National... Um, in, um, well, New International. New version. International. That's okay. New International. Or we are recording this in the morning and the coffee has <laughs> not kicked in yet, so I apologize. I would stay with an NIV. And I know that there's, there's theologians out there that would knock me for that, but again, it's readable. Yeah. It's readable. And that's what we want people to, to engage in. Absolutely. Or the NLT, which is New yeah. Living Translation. Don't do the one. Living Translation. That one's a little too, too yeah, yeah, far. Yeah. The away New from Living. The New Living Translation is a little bit more accurate and very readable. Yeah. Those would be two great versions. If you don't have a Bible at home or you're still stuck in King James, you know, the King James Version, which has all the these and the thous, and it's written in Old English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cumbersome to go in, say, I need an NIV Bible or I need an NLT yeah. Bible, and they will get you in the right direction. The second thing I would say is this. You're buying school supplies for your kids. Buy an extra journal and say, this is your Bible journal. Yeah. This is where you write down your prayer requests. This is where you journal thoughts and ideas that are going on. And this is where you answer the three questions as you read different scriptures. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the final thing I would say is this. It's a huge Bible. You don't start in Genesis. That's the weirdest thing in the book. I know. You can start there if you want to. Go for it. But yeah. it gets kind of crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of context that you, you can miss. When you get to like Leviticus, you're like, I'm done. <laughs> right. Numbers will literally. Correct. It's like a phone book. Start off in the New Testament. New Testament is a, a period uh, that involves Jesus and after Jesus, okay, in the new church. Yeah. And I would say um, start off in the New Testament. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are gospels. Those are the stories of Jesus. Yeah. Mark is really good because it's kind of the cliff notes. Yeah. It's very quick stories. It's very powerful. Luke has a lot of detail to it. John is these beautiful narratives of these encounters that Jesus has yeah. with people. Um, start off in one of those gospels, um, or go to a letter like, um, that Paul wrote to the early church, like Galatians or Ephesians. Yeah. 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 You know? And if you, and if you're like, I, those still don't make any sense, go to church, find out what the preacher preached on that Sunday and use that as the starting text every yeah, week. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and again, I think, I think there's something important about you. If, 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 if you're a new believer, don't feel bad about what you don't know. Right, you don't, you right, don't have to have right. it all together. You know, the the idea of sanctification is us understanding really how much God loves us and us being refined by him all the time. But that doesn't ever stop. There's never going to be a point until we are face-to-face with God that I would say we are truly sanctified. Right. We are in sanctification all the time. He keeps refining us. He keeps changing us. We are redeemed already. Right. We are sealed but that sanctification of like, hey, you're still going to mess up. You're right. still going to be, there's still things wrong, and that's okay. Your kids need to actually see that. Right. They need to see that they can be refined like mom and dad are. Like if God loves them and their mess and they're learning this, he's, he's, right. he's as patient with me. And he's not like, are you kidding me? You don't know this yet? Right. You know, so I think it's for us to, to walk towards this with this excitement that this is truly the story of God's love towards us. Right. Could you imagine, could you imagine if... You know, you spend all this time, you finally have this moment with your wife, you, you say I do, you put a ring on it, and then you never learn any more about your wife. Would that be helpful and, and beneficial? And I would say you're probably divorced in a year. Correct. Yet, sometimes that's our approach with God. Yeah. I've been saved. I'm on the boat. I'm on the boat. 
Yeah. And that's where the learning ends. And, and God's like, no, 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 no. I still love you. You're on the boat. Absolutely. But I have so much more for There's you. So much more. I have so much more to teach you about yourself. I have so much more to teach you about me. I have so much more to teach you about the world and how I'm calling you, creating you, redeeming you, refining you to interact in the world in a way that people would proclaim me as their Lord and Savior. Yeah. And if this is awkward and weird because you've never done it before, you need to look to the future and go, this could possibly be what happens every night in my grandkids' house. Correct. You know, I think that's what we forget is that is we talk about this legacy thing that we're trying to help not just you and your kids, but all those who come after them right. so that this culture changes. You're actually changing the culture. I don't care if your kids are 16, 17. You can still have these conversations. It's not too late. Yeah. It's Even if they're out of the house, you can start a conversation. Hey, I, I read this verse. What do you think about this? And these three things are kind of, you know, bring them back to this and go, hey, these guys are talking about these three questions. What do you think? Because I've met a lot of people who go, my kids really don't follow God and they're and they're they're, they're like 20. Right. Well, you can start a conversation with, hey, I've been reading this. What do you think of this? Right. And start this conversation. But we're really trying to focus on that, that at-home family right now with taking the time that we have to really invest, not just for now, but for all those who come after them. So, Bill, I'm going to quiz you real quick. Yep. And uh, I'm going to see your eyes. Um, what are the three questions? Do you remember them? Three questions is, what does it say about God? Yep. What does it say about me? Yep. Essentially. And basically, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. Well, you know, our call to action. Yeah. So that's it. Literally just t- taught Bill this um, this morning, and here he has it memorized. It's like There's, I'm a new man. You are a new man. And so, again, start where you're at. Be honest with where you're at. Stop beating yourself up on what you think you should have done or what was done and not done in the past. And start to engage in the Word of God um, anew. And just watch your faith and your understanding come alive. Yeah, yeah. Don't be afraid to start this. Uh, do it when you can. Yep. And uh, and don't be overwhelmed. Yeah. Just start this relationship. Your kids need this. You need this. We need this. We're all in this process together trying to God gave you out. a brain. Use it. So let those stories become accounts and then mm. share those accounts with your kids. Love it. Hey, uh, thank you guys. Uh, Known Legacy, this was a little bit more pragmatic and a little bit more practical. But That's a uh, big word. I, I, well, I'm, I'm trying to impress the uh, other people on the radio. Hey, that's how it is. Hey, if you want to check us out on, on uh, social media, Instagram, Known Legacy. Right. Uh, Facebook, Known Legacy Ministries. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, ch- check us out online, knownlegacy.org. You can check out the podcast on there. If you're already listening to it, obviously, you know where to find it. If for some reason you want to support this and keep this ministry going, we'd encourage you to do that. Go to info at knownlegacy.org or just go to knownlegacy.org on the interwebs. Yeah. And, uh, man, we would we would appreciate any donations that allow this to continue to be published and uh, put out there to be uh, a blessing to you as a dad, to the wives that are out there listening in secret, and uh, to the families and uh, their grandkids one day. Yeah, we couldn't do this without you. Thanks for your, for your support. And... Uh, Always, always looking for more for more of those who want to partner with us and help and change legacies. Absolutely. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy Podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.